News 8 is on demand on the go. From the All Indiana Podcast Network, this is Daybreak Drive-In with Wish TV's Scott Sander. From Wish TV, I'm Scott Sander with your Daybreak Drive-In for Monday, September 27th. IPS asks parents for ideas. Reagan's shooter asks for freedom. And IndyCar crowns a first-time champ next. If you're a creator who is eager to start conversations about the world of work, who believes engagement is more than a metric, and who thrives on building community, then the LinkedIn Creator Accelerator Program is for you. You know how to make content that gets people talking. We want to give you the tools and the place to do it. Tools like a dedicated creator manager and an in-depth training to help you create in an engaging way. You'll get early access to creator tools and a built-in creator network. You'll receive opportunities to be featured across LinkedIn, exposing your content to more LinkedIn members. And to top it all off, you'll get a $15,000 grant to bring your vision to life. So apply, join us, and create more than content. Create conversation. Visit linkedin.com creators to apply today. Two people face charges in a child-snatching incident in Kokomo. Authorities say a woman grabbed a one-year-old who was sitting in a grocery cart Friday. The mother struggled with the woman who ran and then was arrested alongside a man in the parking lot. IPS starts a week-long community conversation today. Six meetings set over the next seven days focusing on the district's future. Two of the meetings are virtual, four in person. Administrators ask all families to participate in at least one with questions and ideas. The federal budget battle will be key story throughout the course of the week as lawmakers haggle over how much to spend and where to cut. Funding runs out Thursday, opening the possibility of a government shutdown. A hearing starts today for the man who tried to assassinate President Ronald Reagan. John Hinckley Jr. is asking to be freed from the restrictions he lives under. He cannot travel without informing doctors who also manages medication and therapy. Hinckley was 25 when he shot Reagan. He's 66 now. Indianapolis Colts are 0-3 for the first time in a decade. They lost to division rivals, the Tennessee Titans, yesterday. Final was 25-16. The United States wins the Ryder Cup in convincing fashion. 19-9 victory was the most lopsided result in decades. And Alex Pillow is the IndyCar Series champion. He finished fourth in the race in Long Beach Sunday, easily good enough to take the series' long crown. It's his second season in IndyCar. He won three races this year. If you ever thought about starting a podcast of your own, All Indiana Podcast Network can help you get started. Here's your chance to talk about the things you love, history, hobbies, vacation and travel, investing, true crime, love and romance, furry friends, whatever you like. Share your stories and start a podcast today. All Indiana Podcast Network can help you create, produce, distribute, and promote your podcast. For more information, email contact at allindianapodcast.com. That's contact at allindianapodcast.com. Lots of sun throughout the day. Warm breezes, too. High should hit the mid-80s. From Wish TV, I'm Scott Sander. Be sure to like and subscribe to your daily news updates from Wish TV on the All Indiana Podcast Network. Watch News 8 Daybreak live weekday mornings, 4 to 10 a.m. on Wish TV. Online at wishtv.com. And listen to more podcasts from Wish TV on the All Indiana Podcast Network at allindianapodcastnetwork.com. News Nation this hour, I'm James Sears. 
New York is in a state of emergency because of today's COVID vaccine mandate. All hospital and nursing home workers risk losing their jobs if they don't have at least one shot. Any staffing shortages could be filled with the National Guard and out-of-state medical workers. Pfizer says it plans to ask the FDA to approve a COVID-19 vaccine for kids in a matter of days. That's a big step toward vaccinating young children, especially with kids back in school and the Delta variant causing a jump in pediatric infections. Pfizer CEO Albert Borla says if it's approved, they're ready to get it made. The vaccine that the kids will receive, which is 5 to 11, it is a different formulation. It is almost one, not almost, it's one third of the dose that we are giving to the rest of the population. Pfizer announced last week studies showed its vaccine is safe and effective for children aged 5 to 11. Currently, COVID vaccines are only approved for children 12 and up. A hearing is set to begin today to consider whether the man who tried to assassinate President Ronald Reagan should be freed from restrictions he'd been living under. John Hinckley Jr. is now 66. A federal judge has required doctors to oversee his medication and therapy. He can't have a gun and can't travel far without informing his doctors. Hinckley's attorney says he no longer poses a threat, but the U.S. government has opposed ending restrictions. The search continues today for Brian Laundrie, the fiancé of Gabby Petito, whose body was found in a Wyoming national park. Laundrie told his parents he was going hiking in a massive wilderness area where search efforts have focused. A memorial service was held for Petito in her native New York yesterday. South Carolina Republican Senator Tim Scott says the push for police reform failed because Democrats were fighting to defund the police. When you reduce funding for police, you actually lose lives in the communities. Our approach was a win-win approach. We want the best wearing the badge. And we want the vulnerable protected. But New Jersey Democrat Senator Cory Booker says his bill is about reforming the police, not about defunding them. We want to help officers with mental health issues. We want to collect more data so we should give more resources. Booker says there's language in the bill that does take away funding from local police agencies, but only if they do not follow certain guidelines. And the Powerball jackpot keeps on growing. There were no tickets sold with all six numbers in Saturday night's drawing. That means tonight's jackpot will be worth $545 million. Find News Nation on your cable or satellite provider and stay up to date around the clock at NewsNationNow.com and on the News Nation Now app. I'm James Sears. From the Black Information Network, this is the BIM Daily Update. I'm Vanessa Tyler. And I'm Mike Stevens on your home for 24-7 News, the Black Information Network. You'll never think nothing like this right here happened in Kyrieville. But it did. Something so ordinary in the small Tennessee town right outside of Memphis. Police say it was a former vendor, 29-year-old Ook Tang, who worked in the sushi section that opened fire, killing one customer, injuring five other customers and 10 employees. Then police say Tang shot himself suicide, leaving behind a shocked community, paranoid now even to do a normal thing like go to the supermarket. The Collierville police chief says don't let the act of a dead man destroy the living. Don't live in fear. This stuff, it's a tragedy, but we have to we have to move on. We can't let them win. Kroger will continue paying employees until the store reopens. It's not over. President Biden has not given up apparently on the bipartisan effort on police reform. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki says there are some things he can do. The president has also been clear he's going to engage with advocates, engage with members, and also uh, consider options like executive actions, which is something that we did not act on because we wanted to leave space for these negotiations to continue. 
Just because a lie is repeated doesn't make it true. Yet reports are Fox's Tucker Carlson continues to say George Floyd died of a drug overdose and not by the knee of convicted cop Derek Chauvin squeezing the life out of him. Carlson still tells his viewers it was a fatal level of fentanyl and no sign of suffocation. Rwanda's president Raul Kagame traveled to Mozambique to thank the Rwandan troops for their sacrifices. They are there to protect the gas-rich Cabo Delgado province that was targeted by insurgents linked to the Islamic State. The mission too big for the army in Mozambique to handle alone. Rwanda is one of several African countries sending in boots on the ground. There's something to celebrate on Chicago's south side. Ground has been broken at the Obama Presidential Library. The former president and the former first lady on hand for the festivities, along with Chicago Mayor African-American Lori Lightfoot and Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker. 5,000 jobs are expected to be created, and construction may take as many as four years to complete. Do you give to the nation's oldest working National Park Service ranger on her 100th birthday? Betty Reed Soskin, the African-American woman who has become an icon, got a school named after her. The Elsa Bronte California Middle School is now the Betty Reed Soskin Middle School. She still works at the Rosie the Riveter National Park in Richmond, California, where she tells her story as the great-granddaughter of the enslaved in America. Having a school name for me is more than I could have ever thought of. I'm Vanessa Tyler with Mike Stevens on your home for 24-7 News, the Black Information Network. The powerful new iPhone 13 Pro is here and T-Mobile is the place to get it. This new cinematic mode turned my travel videos into a filmmaking masterpiece. Get iPhone 13 Pro on us right now with eligible trade-in and plan and upgrade forever. Lock in the trade-in value of your new iPhone up to 800 bucks every two years for your next upgrade. Only at T-Mobile. With Max Plan and on us, now via 30 monthly bill credits. For well-qualified buyers plus tax, contact us before canceling service to continue credits on current device or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement is due. See T-Mobile.com. I'm Mike Stevens. And I'm Vanessa Tyler on your home for 24-7 News, the Black Information Network. I voted to change the name. I voted no. Those two white men living in the same Raleigh, North Carolina neighborhood for 40 years voted differently on whether or not to change the name of Cameron Park. It's named after a very large slaveholding family. In fact, the Cameron family had more than 900 enslaved people before the Civil War in North Carolina alone. And now with so much attention being paid nationwide to racial injustice, black neighbors have asked their white neighbors to consider a new name. And many of them told WRAL TV, they agree it should be changed. Retaining the name is especially hurtful now that so many institutions have abandoned the Cameron namesake and now that there is a heightened consciousness of the Cameron family's racism. The voting in the neighborhood's already been done, but it'll take about a week to get the results back. California's COVID death toll has now surpassed 68,000 people. New figures from the California Department of Public Health show 159 new fatalities within 24 hours, bringing the statewide total to almost 69,000 since the start of the pandemic. New cases recently, more than 7,000 in one day. State health officials say more than 83% of eligible Californians have received at least one 
one dose of the COVID-19 vaccine. It was the debate over the passage of Obamacare, you may remember, in which protesters claimed there would be death panels where grandma would possibly be denied medical care. That didn't happen under Black President Barack Obama, but it is happening now in some places because of limited hospital space due to COVID. So now a civil rights complaint has been filed against the state of Idaho for its health care rationing in hospitals, saying it discriminates against the elderly. Idaho moved to ration medical care statewide during a surge in COVID-19 cases. The policy allows hospitals to prioritize healthier patients who have the greatest chance of recovering. It's a crime to be cruel to animals, which is why a black woman has been arrested for what police say she did to a poor puppy. Candy Marban from the Savannah, Georgia area was taken into custody on a felony charge of aggravated animal cruelty because witnesses say she threw the dog into the ocean. The suffering dog was rescued and treated but did not survive. Investigators say the woman told them the dog was injured a week earlier, but she did not have enough money for the medical treatment at the vet. Whatever it takes, he's going to do it. That's the motto of a black high school principal in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. From top to bottom, whatever the party calls for, I'm going to do it. If I need to pick up trash, if I need to do classroom observations, if I need to monitor a class for a teacher. And African-American principal Corey Brooks is also willing to help out in the cafeteria when needed, something he did recently. And this black staff member took notice of it and told WPTV television about his surprised reaction. Oh, Mr. Brooks, what you doing right now? Hey, I'm here to serve. And that was his exact word, I'm here to serve. Black school principal Corey Brooks, a great example of humble servant leadership. I'm Mike Stevens with Vanessa Tyler on your home for 24-7 News, the Black Information Network. This episode is brought to you by Saks Fifth Avenue. Fall is about dressing up again. And if you need a refresher course, don't worry. A quick five-minute browse on Saks.com can get you up to speed. You'll easily find what's new from the world's best designers, like Versace and The Row. And if you're looking for fall bags, see what's new from Balenciaga and Amina Muwadi. Whatever the new normal looks like this fall, there are fresh new looks for it on Saks.com. That's S-A-K-S dot com. I'm Doug Davis, and here's what's trending on the Black Information Network. Electric car company Tesla is going to court over a racial discrimination claim. The fate of a black baby on life support will finally be decided in a Texas court. And a sign saying white above a Charlotte area North Carolina high school water fountain was found. The response from the principal is interesting. For these stories and more, listen to the Black Information Network on the iHeartRadio app. Your money on the Black Information Network. A new White House report is calling attention to tax disparities in the U.S. An analysis of the wealthiest 400 billionaire families found that they paid an average of a little over 8% on their income in taxes from 2010 to 2018. The report notes that the figure is a lower rate than many ordinary Americans pay. The report comes from the White House Office of Management and Budget and the Council of Economic Advisors. The use of cryptocurrency is apparently being outlawed in China. Bloomberg News is reporting that the Chinese central bank has declared all crypto-related transactions illegal. The statement reportedly appears on a website belonging to the People's Bank of China, which gives government guidelines on cryptocurrency trading and speculation risks. And gas prices are steady after falling three days in a row. A AAA national average for regular is 318.9 cents a gallon is unchanged 
unchanged from days ago. The most expensive gas in the country is a little less expensive as California's statewide average of 438.8 is down a tenth of a cent. Money news at 24 and 54 minutes past each hour. I'm Morgan Wood on the Black Information Network. Honorary Forest Ranger Betty White here, lending a hand to my dear friend Smokey Bear. Because for years, he's only said, Only you can prevent wildfires. But there's a lot more to say. Like if you park your car on tall, dry grass, the hot exhaust pipe can start a wildfire. So keep the animals safe, especially the cute shirtless one. Go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Download the BIN Daily Update every morning on the iHeartRadio app. From the Daily Yonder and Public News Service, this is the news from rural America. Oklahomans are flocking to the new First Americans Museum, celebrating the state's 39 tribal nations, their history, traditions, and culture. After years of delay, it opened alongside the river in Oklahoma City. Their curator, Heather Atone, said unlike other museums, they didn't have a lot of artifacts. History is not everything that's happened. History is just the stories we remember to tell. Using stories to share heritage and history, Atone calls the space a love letter to our community. On the other hand, Iowa's Mobile Museum, sponsored by the state's Historical Society, is back on the road after a pandemic hiatus with plenty of physical reminders. Michael Moraine says it's a different experience to see historical objects in person. When you see the artifact, it's often easier to put yourselves in the shoes of the people who lived through that chapter of history. Through September, communities are getting a visit from the Iowa's People and Places mobile exhibit. Autumn arrived in North America this week and brought some good news on the COVID-19 front. The pace of new vaccinations in rural America is higher now than it has been in the past three months. Tim Merrima, editor of the Daily Yonder, analyzes data. Still, he says late summer saw rural residents dying from COVID at twice the rate of city folks, and new infections were also 50 percent higher. When it comes to treating or preventing COVID, experts warn those with access to veterinary drugs not to use them. Some, desperate for alternative treatment options, turn to veterinary preparations for ivermectin. But the animal preparations of any medicine can be dangerous for humans. If they get sick, what next? The first place they go is to the hospital. Elaine Bryant, a New Mexico veterinary pharmacist, says once at the hospital, doctors are typically stumped. Physicians are saying, I don't know how to treat this patient who took a veterinary medication. We don't have any data on that. I don't know. No matter where they're going, rural Americans drive a lot. Electric vehicles could help. But cost and fear of running out of juice is the problem, says Colton Brown, who coordinates transportation for Mountjoy, Pennsylvania. Many people will cite range anxiety as a concern about electric vehicle ownership. Brown reminds skeptics most new EVs can travel at least 200 miles. When you start every morning with a full charge... Downloaded charging station locator app for backup. Most people find little reason to be worried. In Kremlin, Colorado, the high school's first electric school bus seems tailor-made for teenagers, where seniors help make a video. It was awesome. I enjoyed it. I mean, the windows weren't violently shaking, and it was pretty quiet. So, you know, nice bus to take a nap on, I think, coming back from sports games. That's Carson Culbreth on The First Ride. For the Yonder Report and Public News Service, I'm Roz Brown. For more rural stories, visit dailyyonder.com.
Can you guess the hymn title that this verse comes from? O Lord, haste the day when my faith shall be sight. The clouds be rolled back as a scroll. The trump shall resound and the Lord shall descend. Even so, it is well with my soul. You probably know that as the closing verse in Horatio Spafford's classic hymn, It Is Well With My Soul. But did you know that he wrote it while on a ship, passing by the very place where his own daughters had drowned? Hi, I'm Pastor Joel of Heart City Church, and you've joined us as we continue our journey through James the Apostle's letter. And James knows that we encounter tragedies in this life that make no sense. And that is why the Apostle now addresses the church living in a broken world when he writes in chapter 5 verses 7 and 8 be patient therefore brothers until the coming of the lord see how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth being patient about it until it receives the early and the late rains you also be patient establish your hearts for the coming of the lord is at hand friend how much time do we spend each week longing for Christ's return. Do you know that in the early church, it was considered almost heretical to not long daily for our Lord Jesus Christ's return? And that is what the Apostle James is encouraging here. He says it twice. James calls us to be patient because Christians are to understand that God made a calendar. There is a final chapter to the story of mankind on earth, and it ends with the coming of the Lord. Verse 7 is James' call to remain patient. James says, remember the fact of the Lord's return. And verse 8 is a reminder that the coming's at hand. James is emphasizing the nearness of the Lord's return. Now that second part, believing in the Lord's nearness, it can be difficult, right? In fact, James wrote the Lord's coming was at hand to an audience that lived 2,000 years ago. They probably assumed they would see it in their lifetime. But they didn't. And now here we are. And we can now find ourselves wondering when trials come, is the Lord ever going to return? The Apostle Peter tells us in 2 Peter 3, verses 8 and 9, Do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. God is not slow. See, his perspective on history and time is different than ours because he actually stands outside it. And you and I, I think we can be thankful the Lord didn't return 2,000 years ago. Otherwise, you and I do not exist, and we never get to participate in this story of redemption and see its conclusion. And our patient God, he's still giving folks time to repent and be saved. I think that's a help to us, as perishing eternally is the greatest of all tragedies. And of course, James also gives us a help to bolster our patience. He gives us an illustration, the farmer. In the ancient Near East, the farmer would go and till his field, go out and plant a seed, and then he would have to wait for his crop. And think about it, the farmer has very little control of the outcome of his work. He's entirely dependent on the two rainy seasons. 
So the farmer is depending on God's promise, not just for the rain, but for the harvest. So more, he's actually counting on the fact that God does not change. We call this God's providence. Can you imagine if you saw this farmer standing in his field with his fist raised to the sky and he started screaming, God, won't you hurry up already? You're frustrating me. I've decided I want my harvest six weeks early. You would think there's something wrong with this fellow, that he doesn't understand farming. No, says James, the farmer's life is characterized by patience. The farmer submits himself to God's timetable, and so should we. James says, be confident that God will keep his promise. When we recognize that we must live by God's schedule and submit to whatever the Lord in his providence sets before us, then we are able to establish our hearts. Friends, are your hearts established? Do you realize that it is the afflictions that reveal the condition of our hearts? John Calvin once said, Afflictions ought ever to be estimated by their end. He is saying that we can only make sense of our tragedies when we choose to live by God's timetable and His coming, the, the end that is coming. See, friends, our lives will never make ultimate sense until the author of the story steps out onto the stage on that glorious day when the trump resounds and history is brought to its conclusion. And then we'll understand what he was up to and we'll understand how glorious he is and how much he truly loved us, how he was watching out for us in the dry seasons and protecting us through all of life's storms. I won't pretend I know much of what will be revealed that day, but I do know that I'll find myself saying, Oh, would that I had been a little less reactive to all the afflictions, a little more trusting, a little more patient, because my loving God was using every trial to do me good. And we'll know that as our Savior pulls back the curtain of that glorious, completed masterpiece that only a perfect God could paint. And then he will say, Now, dear one, do you see what I was doing? My friend, remember who you are and who you belong to.